Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. We're not taking sides, we're taking over. As we're in our series, Animal Kingdom, on Sunday, we started this, uh, this message, Who Let the Dogs Out? And uh, now the dog ain't back with me tonight, but that dog was huge. That was like Cujo. Look at that. That was a big old dog. The dog's not with me, but the message is still with me, and I want to move further into that tonight. Lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith together. And I'm lifting my phone because that's where my Bible is. Let's say it together, church. Because I am unconditionally loved by God and at harvest, I come to God as I am. But through today's life-giving message, I won't stay as I am. This is my banner year, which is my best year yet in Jesus' name. Remain standing. I want you to go to the same scripture we started with, Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter number 7, verse number 6. Somebody say, I'm ready to receive. Come on, say it again like you mean it. Say, I'm ready to receive. Matthew chapter 7, verse number 6. Do not give what is holy to the dogs. Which teaches me a very simple principle uh, that it's easy to give something that's valuable to something that doesn't deserve it. In essence, the dog must have some type of power that dilutes us and deceives us into thinking that they deserve to be given something of value. To touch the neighbor and say, watch out for the dogs. He says, do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet. And then once they're done, watch this, destroying what was valuable to you, then they're going to turn and tear you into pieces. But I dare you to make this declaration of faith. Say, for the last day of my life, have I let any dog, person, place, thing, or idea receive something valuable from me? 
Father, customize, tailor make this word for us, your people, that we will move and walk in what you've ordained. We thank you that you are going to speak to us with clarity, speak to us with poignancy, speak to us with a great profundity that directs the future, that directs our next steps. I declare something supernatural is getting ready to happen in this atmosphere. I declare breakthroughs getting ready to happen in somebody's mind. Breakthrough getting ready to happen in somebody's finances. And we thank you that it is so in Jesus' name. Somebody shout hallelujah. As you take your seats, high five, two or three people say, don't let the dogs out. Don't let the dogs out. Don't let the dogs out. Uh, we are, as you know, in week four of a new series called Animal Kingdom, Zoology, Theology, and Neology. This series then meets at the intersection of the spiritual meaning of animals, Jesus, and you. Say zoology, theology, uology. Now, in Matthew 7, 6, Jesus refers, watch this, I'm going to do a little review, then I'm going to move it to something deeper from someday. He refers to some human beings by saying they act like dogs and pigs. Now, think about this. Uh, the God of love, the God of mercy, the God of grace, the God that formed everything that there is, says that some folk ain't nothing but dogs and pigs. Now, watch this. If Jesus identifies that some folks ain't dogs and pigs, why in the world does it take us so long to recognize some folk ain't nothing but dogs and pigs? This is because of something called human canine coevolution, uh, which is that as dogs have been domesticated by humans, a dog's behaviors can show us, watch this church, the best of ourselves and the worst of ourselves at the same time. So the technical term for that is called anthropomorphism. Say it with me, church. Anthropomorphism. Come on, say it one more time. Anthrop if your neighbor ain't doing it, nudge them real hard and say, say it like you said it. Say anthropomorphism. And that's when you attribute human traits to non-human entities. Now check this out, Wednesday Night Live. The Bible actually mentions dogs in over 40 verses. And most of them have a negative anthropomorphic view. Uh, and in Philippians, we looked at this scripture on Sunday, Philippians 3, 2, the apostle Paul makes this statement. He says this, beware of the dogs. Now he's talking about people too, but watch this. He goes on because I want to go deeper. Somebody say go deeper, Bishop. He says, beware of dogs, then beware of evil workers, and beware of the mutilation. Leave the scripture up for a moment. Now, dogs, we learned them someday in Eastern culture. It's not like American culture. Everybody likes dogs in American culture. You take them in your car. You have them in your back seat. You have them at the dinner table. Y'all not saying nothing. I know you have dogs, but this, because when I get around you, I start sniffling and scratching. We love dogs in American culture, but in Eastern culture, they did not like dogs. In fact, dogs, watch this, were universally spies, and they were called a mooch pooch that ran about as a scavenger living off of others. And figuratively, a dog was looked at as a spiritual predator that fed off of others. But notice how Paul, as he's writing to the Philippian church, say, go deeper, Bishop. The Philippian church is the church that was founded when Paul and Silas were in prison. And you know the story. At midnight, they began to sing and to praise God. And when they did this, the Bible says that the entire prison, uh, that it began to shake and they were set free. Well, this is the man that got saved that night and he started a church in a place called Philippi. So this is a man that needs to be treated uh, or taught a lot as it relates to leadership and taught a lot as it relates to people dealing. So watch what Paul tells him. He says, I need you to know something as you're moving forward in life i need anybody in here intend to go higher in life than you are now matter of fact i dare you to slap your neighbor high five say this is the evolution road that's what 
which means watch this I may not be where I want to be but I thank God that I'm not where I used to be because I intend to evolve I intend to go from an inferior level to a superior level somebody holler I'm evolving so watch what Paul tells him. He's telling him this. He says, you're now in this leadership spot. You are now dealing with people in a way you've never dealt with them before. And he said, I need to tell you what to watch out for. He says, beware, which means to be aware. He says, beware of dogs. But notice who he groups the dogs with. He groups the dog with evil workers and the mutilation. Say, why did he do that, Bishop? Watch this. Because evil uh, in scripture means contrary to. There are some people around you that they are contrary to you and you confuse their proximity to you as their purpose for you. So while you're working to row this way, they're really working to take you back this way. While you're rowing forward, they're really the ones throwing water on your boat. But I dare you to touch your neighbor and say no more evil workers in your life. No more. You got some family folk that are evil workers. Every time you try to move something forward, they come with some drama. They come with some issues. Verse, he says, beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, evil, contrary to. They are working contrary to you. But then he says this last one. This one you'll enjoy Wednesday. And beware of the mutilation. Say, what's that, Bishop? Specifically in scripture, he was talking about Hebrews that went around and they falsified their circumcision as a hebrew you had to be circumcised that was a sign of the covenant that was a sign of the covenant uh, that god made with abraham now take this out he says watch this beware of the mutilation here's what that means beware of fake church folk they talk they talk to talk they got all the right sayings but when it comes time to walk in the walk, the walk ain't there. And I'm not talking about people that make mistakes because slap your neighbor high five and say we all make mistakes. I'm talking about folk that never intend to get better, never intend. They come in here, they clap, they play the game, but they never intend to change. But you, you are not some average somebody. You are somebody that's a curse breaker. You are somebody that is the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. High five somebody say no more fake folk. What makes it fake is that you act like you want to be different. You talk like you want to be better. But when it comes time to get the work done, you're nothing but mutilating. Well, well, watch this, watch this, watch this. Uh, 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 you're, you're messing about it. It said all the right words. But then when it came time to do the action behind the words, this is what Paul tells the Philippian uh, church. He says, where dogs... Beware of evil workers and beware of fake folk. Now, 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 now watch this. You wasted too much time in your life. Okay, let me talk to the people watching on my digital campuses. You have wasted too much time in your life to waste your seconds, to waste your minutes, to waste your hours, to waste your days, to waste your weeks, to waste your months, to waste your years on dogs evil workers and fake folk somebody say I ain't got time for that Paul says beware or be aware of the dogs they were despised in the scripture so when we see them nine times out of ten there is a negative connotation that is associated with them so check it out church y'all still with me 
He says, beware, which means to be aware because you're going to deal with some dogs in life and you can't avoid it. So you need to be aware of it. And for many people, your issue has been that you think something is wrong because you keep encountering dogs for friends, dogs in relationships, dogs in family. But you just need to be aware so that from this moment forward, you can adjust. Say, I need to adjust. It happens to everybody, and you just need to know how to handle it. Here's what most of us do, though. Most of us spend our life. You have been walking down the street, and uh, maybe you, you know, the dog looked a little bit more aggressive than your type. And as you're walking down the street, and the dog looks a little bit more aggressive than your type. Uh, you kind of do this. Four of y'all have done that. Y'all are really acting kind of Denver with me, and I'm about to get agitated in just a moment. Anybody ever walk down the street? And the dog was a little aggressive. And with all of his aggressiveness, you were kind of like. So what happens is, watch this, you take your eyes off of where you're headed. And you place your eyes on the dog. Now you're distracted trying to avoid a dog rather than standing in authority realizing I knew the dog was coming. I'm just going to keep on walking anyhow. Touch your neighbor and stop getting distracted by the dog. Why are you distracted by a Judas? Keep it moving. Why are you distracted by somebody that ain't with you? Keep it moving. Why are you mourning who's walked out and not celebrating who stayed? He, he says, he says, he says, beware. Say beware. beware. Now, now, watch this. It happens to everybody. So here we are, Matthew 7 and 6. I'm going to go deeper in a moment. He says, do not give what is holy. Say it's a commandment. Say it again. Say it's a commandment. He says, do not give what is holy to the dogs. Which means, which means, watch this. I'm somehow going to be tempted to. Because why would I have to be told not to. Okay, we're about to work this like a part-time job. Why would he say don't do it unless at some point there was going to be a temptation to do it? You, you, ever, you ever known somebody wasn't about nothing? And if you don't know nobody like that, then you might be who we know. You ever known somebody wasn't about nothing, but you just couldn't help yourself but to keep helping them? And every time you helped them, it just got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Jesus said, there's something about the dog that you don't understand. We're going to go deep in a moment. He says, do not give what is holy. That means valuable or sacred to the dogs. Now, say valuable. No. Say sacred. sacred. Now, now uh, sacred here specifically means your time. Your time is the only commodity, watch this, that if you don't use it correctly and you misuse it, that you will look back on it with great regret. You can make more money, you can't get more time. I think I got some witnesses in here tonight. You can lose a car and get another car. You can lose a house and get another house. But time, you can't go back to when you were 15. You cannot go back to when you were 16. Cannot go back to when you were 20. You cannot go back to the time. So, so watch this. He says, don't give what is valuable or sacred. Your time to the dogs. Now, more detailed meaning of dogs here. It means those with impure motives. 
and those that are impudent. Say impure and impudent. Impudent means those that are disrespectful. Okay, now, now anybody met somebody disrespectful? Is it, you, you, you ask them to do A, and just because they can say no, they do 14. You, 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 you ask them to do this, and just because they can't, they do this. They, you, you say, please don't do this. They say, well, no, I'm not going to do this. Not because there's a real reason. It's just they're disrespectful. Okay. Uh, you, you, you ever let somebody in your house, and, and, and you say, could you take your shoes off? No. They just disrespectful. You ever said, don't smoke in my car? Since y'all ain't said that, let me come down your road. And the moment you saying don't do it, you ever said, don't you see me on the phone? And they talk louder. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You ever said, listen, that cost me a lot of money. Just make sure you use it properly. You, you, you ever? He says, they have impure motives. Watch this. And they are impudent, which means they are disrespectful. Check this out. He says, don't give anything valuable and don't give your time to people like this. Why would he have to tell me not to unless there was going to be something about the dog that made me watch this week with the dog? And here's what you need to understand about dogs. See, touch your neighbor and say, let's go deeper. Jesus didn't say to try to change the nature of the dog. He said, you just need to realize that what you're dealing with is a dog. Bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, yay, bow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, yay. Watch this. If truth be told, most of the dogs in your life, watch this, let me church, let me. Most of the dogs in your life are already within your sight. Judas sits at the table. Not out there. Now, now, now remember, because I know what somebody's thinking, Bishop Foreman, aren't you supposed to be preaching love? Isn't God about love, brother? He is about love. <laughs> you think that truth is absent love. And love is absent truth. I can care about you and know you ain't good for nothing. Okay, yeah, 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 I don't want to. I can forgive you, but that does not mean I have to fellowship with you. I can love God, love people, and love life, but I ain't got to have nothing to do with you. Judge your neighbor, say you got to have truth with love. Because here's what we think we think love means that we don't deal with any reality. So, so, so it, it's quiet in church, yeah. You ever had somebody that, you know, you're like, hey, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And in the name of mine, they're just like, you know, well, I'm not doing all that. And if you love me, deal with it. Well, here's how it works. See, love God, love people of life. Love your neighbor as yourself. Well, I love me a lot. So since I love me, what I can't do is let you have impure motives and be disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But why would he say do that Wednesday night live unless there was something about the dog that would deceive us. That would confuse us. That would make us not take steps that we know we need to take because the dog is over here. Here it is. Here it is. It's in Psalm twenty-two, nineteen. Say, go deeper, Bishop. He says, but you, watch the psalmist, O Lord, do not be far from me, O my strength. Hasten to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life. Watch this from the power of the dog. Come on, next verse. From the power of the what? Dog. dog. From the power of the what? Dog. So dogs have power. That's what I intend to do. I'm going to slow it down. Then we're going to fifth gear in just a moment. So get ready, Tonto. We're about to ride. Ah, uh, I like that. That's good. <laughs> That's good. He says, deliver me from the sword. My life. Deliver it from the power of bow, wow, wow. Yippee, yo, yippee, yay. Bow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, yay. Touch your neighbor and say, what power does the dog have? What power does the dog have? <laughs> he, he, said, he said, there's something about the dog that the psalmist had to pray to be delivered from its power. Watch this, church. Could it be that what Jesus is really saying to us was that the real power of the dog is that it makes us waste focus? Okay. All right. Y'all still here? Jesus says, don't give what's holy, valuable or sacred to the what? Dogs. The psalmist says, deliver me from the power of the dogs. So the dog has power. Have you ever thought about this? Have you ever thought about why there are certain folk in your life that they can be flat wrong? And you like SWV. I get so weak in your knees, I can hide. Now, if you just got offended there, you need to learn how to have fun in church. Because what you was listening to when you rolled up here was very different. We are, as a matter of fact, I got footage right now. I got footage right now. <laughs> there you go. We're going to do that for altar call. Watch. <laughs> he says the dog has a power that will make you want to give it what's valuable and what's sacred. You're missing it. You're missing it. You're missing it. The dog has a power that will make you want to give it what's valuable and what's sacred. So much so the psalmist said, I can't do this one by myself. I got to get some prayer for this one. This one I can't do in my own strength. I got I, I to pray about this one. Somebody say, I got to pray about this one. Could it be that the real power of the dog, gear two, is that it makes us waste focus, but it makes us waste resources? Uh, our time, our talent, our treasure, our testimony, our thirst that we wasted on dogs instead of the divine. How much time do you spend on the phone with people? Watch this, that you already know ain't going to change. 
you didn't have 14 intervention conversations about the same issue. They ain't going to change because they don't want to change because here you are speaking English and they're like, woo, 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 woo. and you're like, so what I'm trying to say, woo, 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 woo. you're like, well, why don't they get it? How much time do you waste with people that have no intention on being better? Okay, it's quiet, church. Uh, how much of your talent do you waste? You have abilities that could be used accomplishing things. And oftentimes, instead, we're using them. Watch this on Project People, also known as dogs. I'm about to flip it in a minute, because remember, there's not just dogs around us. There can sometimes be a dog in us. We'll flip it in a minute. How much of your treasure, how much of your money have you spent on keeping the local pound empty? Because every stray you find, I just see ministry on them. I just see life on them. I just see victory on them. I just see a world changer. Well, they got to want that for themselves. Because a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. All right, here it is. How much of your testimony? What are you... Meaning, what do you talk about? Now, these are five T's, five ways we put God first, but I'm reversing it because often when you're dealing with dogs, you take your attention off of the divine and they're now on the dogs. So you've diverted your attention from where it should be and now you're putting it on dogs. And then you wonder why you're always tired. You're always tired because your attention has been diverted. So God says he's supposed to be first in your time. That's your church attendance, but your dogs get it. Be a good church. Your dogs get it. Okay. Denver, dogs is a colloquialism for friends. My. My. You ever wonder why some folks say, what's up, dog? You've been calling them that all this time. You know good dog go well what they are. <laughs> Talent. That's serving in church. But how much, watch this, I can't serve. Watch this, not because I have a legit reason. I just am so busy with dogs. Treasure, that's your tithe, offering, first fruits. How much of your money gets diverted from putting God first to dogs? Because you do know you have to put dogs, they need, a, they need, a, they need a, a dog house. They need water. They need food. They need chew toys. What else do they need? Shots. Checkups. Pool. That's a little excessive. Testimony, that's, that's inviting people to church. How many people do, watch this, when you could be inviting them to a life-giving worship experience, instead you're so preoccupied with your dog stuff that you just want in the store and run out because you're dealing with all this dog stuff and you miss an opportunity to invite them to the place that would change their life. Think about, think about how much time you spend on the phone dealing with dog stuff. I could work that right there. 
All right? Time, talent, treasure, testimony, and thirst. Thirst. That's prayer, praise, and worship. How much of your prayer do you spend? Because prayer, praise, and worship is really about the diversion of attention. Touch your neighbor and say, stay with Bishop. It's really about the diversion of attention. So how much of our time, our talent, our treasure, our thirst, our testimony do we waste on dogs instead of the divine? That's why Jesus says, watch this, do not give them what's valuable. Do not give them what is sacred because there's a power in the dog you don't know anything about. It is the power that makes you watch this love down. And I'm going to tell you, at this stage of your life, you need folk in your life that can meet you. Force needs to meet force. You are chief, so you need chiefs in your life. You're an eagle, you need eagles in your life. You do not have another moment of your time to waste dealing with chickens. Slap your neighbor, high five, say, I'm an eagle, I'm an eagle. Well, eagles know how to fly by themselves. And every now and then, an eagle get an eagle buddy. But an eagle says, listen, if you ain't with me, he that does not increase me is somebody that decreases me and I dare you to lay hands on yourself and say I'm dog free from this moment forward that ain't how you say it if you believe it lay your hands on yourself and say your name say I'm dog free from this moment then he says watch this gear three nor cast your pearls before swine lest they trample you that means reject you with disdain They'll disrespect you and push you away. They'll growl at you, the scripture says, for being too good for them. Then he says, uh, they'll ca- uh, 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 unless they trample them, say them. Yeah. Them is referring both to what's valuable and sacred and to the pearls. Say valuable, sacred, and the pearls. Now, we learned on Sunday that pearls is the Greek word margaritas. Now, that's what the word is. Uh, no, 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 just, just, you got about four more touch your neighbors, so if you're sick of them, just, you'll be almost done. I, I, I touch your neighbors, say, stop giving your margaritas away. <laughs> he says, do not cast your pearls, your margaritas, in Greek, language of our New Testament, before swine, lest they trample them underfoot. Got it? Now, now, now watch this. More specifically, uh, pearls means valuable information. Oh, watch this, watch this. They're going to trample them under their what? Feet. Watch this. It was valuable to you. It was walked on by a dog. You can no longer from this moment forward, watch this, because this is your banner year, which is your best year yet, marked by significant accomplishment and achievement. You can no longer let it be valuable for you but let it be walked down by, by other folk. Because then here's what you'll, you'll be mad at him, and God is like, I told you not to give it. And you're like, well, why don't they see the value? They wouldn't see the value because they didn't pay the price. You never appreciate what costs you nothing. And you hear church. I, I'm about done. I, I'm about done, but I want us to get this. You getting this tonight? What is it? Uh, he says, under their feet and turn and tear you into pieces. Now, now watch this. He says, they're first going to destroy. Watch, watch this. Because I'm going to help some of you with your self-esteem right now. Amen. He says, what they do is they take what's valuable and sacred. And then they take valuable information. Say, my margaritas. Then they destroy it. 
No, you, you missed it. So now, what you thought brought you value, in one moment, they have destroyed it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You worked hard to get that level of achievement. You worked hard to get your joy back. You worked hard to get your peace back. You. But, but what, what a pig or a dog will do is destroy what's valuable. How many right now, if you can look back over your life, you can have this happen. It should be every, every single one. He says, lest they trample them under their feet. They're going to reduce it to nothing. And then they're going to turn and look at you. And they say, now that I've taken what's valuable to you, now I'm going to fulfill my assignment, which is to rip you apart. This is why the psalmist said, I feel like preaching right through here. Restore my soul, my mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. Why did it need to be restored? He revealed it in the text we read from Psalm. Because it had been ripped apart by who? Dogs. So he says, my mind, thoughts, will, and emotions, I'm everywhere. One day I'm this, the next day I like this, the next day I'm over here, I'm spreading. So you can't even give all of you, watch this dating people, you can't even give all of you to anyone. Watch this married people, you can't give all of you to anyone because all of you is not present because some of you still in the mouth of a dog. But tonight, I need my gladiators in the house, but tonight, I declare there's a restoration of your soul. Your mind and your thoughts and your will and your emotion. Somebody holler, Lord, restore my soul. He, 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 he says, he says, verse, he says, he, uh, 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 previous verse, thank you. That's good, though, video room. He said, now back to where we were with the pigs and the dogs, thank you. He says, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn. I says, say turn. He says, once they destroyed what's valuable to you, then watch this, they turn on you. And it starts subtly. Little lies. Y'all like, maybe this is too much for Wednesday. Maybe I, maybe I should have said this. It starts subtly. I mean, they, they were very consistent with you, and now they're very inconsistent. They were very loyal to you, and now they're very disloyal to you. You're trying to figure out what's going on because they've already turned. Can I, can I ask you something? Why do we act surprised? Like we didn't see them barking from a mile away. From this moment forward, I declare grace upon you that when you see a dog coming, you'd have the discernment to say, oh, no, crazy's coming. I better cross the street. Watch this, church. I'm about through. Y'all all right? Says, he says they're going to turn. Then they're going to tear you into pieces. Notice what Jesus didn't say to do. And here's most of the struggle we face in life, church, is we spend our time trying to change the nature of people. Jesus didn't say to try to change the nature of the dog, but recognize what they are and deal with it accordingly. Say, don't try to change the dog. Don't try to change the dog. Now, here's what I know he's saying, but Bishop, God can change anybody. With God, Bishop. Shonda. All things are possible 
True, but not all things are probable. You can lay your hands on your stomach right now and, and say, in the name of Jesus, I declare nothing but six-pack. I declare just, 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 hey, glory to God. Oh, Jesus, I receive it now. Hey, glory, I receive it. You could do that. Walk in that bathroom right after church, do a check, and it's probably going to be the same way it was when you were and you said, Bishop, I'm just walking in overflow. As I'm just walking over, my cup runneth over. Here's what's more probable. Bishop, God can change anybody. That's true. He can change anybody that wants to change. When was the last time you asked somebody in your life, go to give four, I'm almost done. When was the last time you asked somebody in your life, do you actually want to be better? Do you actually want our friendship to be better? Do you actually want our relationship to be better? Do you actually want our family interaction to be better? Because it seems to me. It's quiet, church. People can change. We are proof people can change. Anybody witness you? you? Folk looked at you years ago and said, you weren't going to be this, you weren't going to do that, you weren't going to do this, and you are standing testimony that if God be for you, who can be against you? you... Back then I wasn't hot, now I'm hot, y'all up on me. People can change. I thought somebody wanted to. People can change, the shadows. We're proof that people can change. But our change isn't proof that anybody else will change. Say, no more dogs. We've all been treated poorly by dogs, church. Anybody been treated poorly by a dog? I have. I think that's a subtitle of the pastoral job description. To be honest with you. I think it's a subtitle. It's like, preach, pray, prophesy, get off of drugs, get off all the suicide, fix their family, fix their marriage, deal with dogs. It's in, it's in, in, now, I'm not saying that to complain. Here's what I'm saying. We've all been treated poorly by dogs. You sometimes sit up and think, well, it's just me. What's wrong with me? What's going on with me? If Paul had to say beware of dogs, if Jesus had to say beware of dogs, we're going to have to beware of dogs. Even the ones with your same bloodline. Even the ones that, that, that promised to always be there and promised to always care. Even the ones that said, you're my BFF. It's quiet in the church. <laughs> so, 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 but it doesn't give us permission, church, to be dogs to other people. Now, let's just have an honesty moment Wednesday Night Live. Stay with me. Have an honesty moment Wednesday Night Live. How many of us, you've been treated poorly by a dog? Watch this. And then you used it to justify why you act crazy with somebody else. Bishop, I was hurt five years ago. So now I ain't going to trust nobody now. Bishop, the last, the last time I had a friend like that. What do you mean, a friend? <laughs> you missed it. The way they treated me. I'm just, I ain't going to be able to do it. So you end up watching, watch this church, you end up 
mistaking every animal as a dog. So anything that walks, I don't trust them. I wouldn't believe them. Nah, I'm just skeptical of people. Well, could that be an indictment on you more than it is an indictment on them? Are you here, church? And here's why. Because Ephesians 6, 8, we often think that when we do right by people, that we're going to get the same treatment we gave to people back from the same people we gave it to. Anybody ever done that? Anybody ever watched this, made some investments in people? Maybe it was a friend, maybe it was a family member, maybe it was a co-worker, maybe it was a relationship. You made investments in people and your hope was that you were going to get it back from the same people you invested it in. To only discover it didn't come from them, it came from somebody else. And that's why Ephesians 6, 8 says, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he'll receive the same. Watch this, not from who he did it for, but he's going to receive the same from the Lord. Which means sowing right doesn't always mean you'll reap it from who you sowed it to, but the return comes from the Lord. But the message asks this question, and I'm just about through. Who let the dogs out? Say you. You, you, you. You ain't got my music tonight? You ain't got my music. Say, who let the dogs out? <laughs> it's easy to think about the dogs around us, but it might be good for us to check and see who let the dogs out in us. Now, while there are great qualities of dogs, remember in the Bible, the anthropomorphism was negative and dogs were despised because of destructive behaviors that can apply to us. And I want to go a little bit deeper in these tonight, and then we're going to wrap it up. Say, go deeper, Bishop. First thing was they had multiple relational partners in a year. Evidence that there is some dog that's been let out in you is that you jump from relationship to relationship to relationship. And watch this. Social media makes it so much easier because there is no connectivity. There is just DMing. Okay. Why did the whole middle section of the church get quiet? Apparently I'm in the Kool-Aid. What's the flavor? Thank you. That's the joke. In case it's your first time, you're like, no, that red's not a flavor, Bishop. It's cherry. That's the joke. Watch. Tail chasing. Proverbs 26, 11. As a dog returns to his own vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. Watch this. Watch this. Say, so there might be a dog. I need to check in me. When you jump from relationship to relationship, what you're really doing is saying there is some, there's a deficit. And you are trying to fill an internal deficit with an external force. And two incomplete people can only incomplete. It takes a hole and a hole to get a hole. Got it? But then, but then watch this, watch this tail chasing. Now, somebody said on Bishop, they said, Bishop, now just so you know, chasing tail. I said, I didn't say chasing tail. I said tail chasing. Two different things. Uh, two different things. I, I'm aware of what chase and tail is. And that might be a little doggish too. Come here, boomerang. That might be a little Eddie Murphy-ish too. <laughs> Proverbs 26, 11. As a dog returns to his own vomit, so a fool repeats his own volley. Now, here's what a dog does. A dog chases its tail. Watch this. It goes in circles trying to get what it has. You missed it. It's going in circles trying to capture 
what it has. How many times have you chased what you already had? You chased peace not realizing you already had it. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Uh, you were chasing something that you already had. Well, it says, then traveling in packs with others with the same issues. So we find other people with the same issues and they complain about them having the same issues we do. They call those a dog pack. And a pack of dogs, they all have the same issues. That's how they identify. If you want to know what your issues are, look at the people in your pack. Because that's going to indicate to you what it is that your issues are. Are you here, church? Now, 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 I want to get to these other two things. So go deeper, Bishop. Uh, then something shocked me. I told you on Sunday. It was really shocking me in my research. The dogs can become narcissists. And these examples won't be exclusive to dogs, but they'll be for us. And I want us to really look at this. How many people, if you were here on Sunday, when you started hearing the message on Sunday, you were like, wow, I didn't even see that. I didn't even see that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, 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 okay, watch this. Watch this. Uh, dogs can become narcissists predicated upon their owner. Their owner has the ability, watch this, I just want to talk it out. We're about to shout in a minute. Somebody say, we're about to shout in a minute. But I want to make sure you get it. I don't just want you to leave church inspired. I need you to leave informed and empowered to change. So sometimes if I move too fast, you'll miss what I'm saying. Got it? Selfishness. They lack empathy. When you don't care about how what you're doing affects anybody else. See, we can see dogs around us, but we have to check the dogs in us. Uh, 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 we know how to watch this. We got excited. Y'all were shouting when I was talking about the dogs around you because you started running a list of names through your mind of people that have treated you bad or people that have done you wrong. Well, here's what we got to do. We got to take the attention from out here and turn it in here and say, Lord, show me the dog in me. Lacking empathy. You don't care how what you do affects somebody else. And here's what will happen, especially if you've lived a life giving to dogs. Watch this. Here's what often happens. Can I just teach you, teach you for a minute like I want to? What often happens is that then once you are in a situation where you are no longer surrounded by dogs, sometimes the temptation is that you become that thing that it is you despise. So you didn't like people who lacked empathy, but now in defense of yourself, you lack empathy. It's like all my life I've done all of this for other people and now I'm finally doing something for myself so I don't care how it makes them feel. I don't care if it hurts you because I spent my teenage years doing this and I had to do this and mama had me doing this and daddy had me doing this and I spent my 20s doing this and my 30s doing this and my 40s doing this and so now I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm tired of doing for everybody else not realizing what you've actually become as a dog. Okay, watch this self-centeredness, a sense of entitlement, like somebody owes you something. You'll, you'll walk in without a dime and expect to be treated like royalty. You ever had somebody, you ever had somebody show up and they ordering all kind of stuff? This ain't never happened to you. They ordering all kind of stuff and then check cover and they just sit there, they watch it. sense of entitlement you ever you ever done something kind for somebody and the only thing they could find is what was wrong with what you did it's a sense of entitlement you owe me something that's that's a narcissistic dog here it is manipulative through emotional swings so to get you to get to pay attention to them they get an attitude they slam doors they slam cereal on the table 
Y'all not talking, y'all. They start breathing heavy. And don't you dare try to be nice to them while they're in the middle of emotional swing. They, 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 they get manipulative through emotional swings. So to change you, they change the atmosphere to force you to say what's wrong with you. To only tell you. I know. Thank you. <laughs> they won't own when they're wrong. You call them on something, and rather than saying, you know what, I own it, I apologize, that's my fault. Well, let me explain. Now, we could have fixed this 45 minutes ago had you just owned it. You knew that was wrong. I knew that was wrong. Casper the ghost knew that was wrong. Everybody knew that was wrong. But, but you just wouldn't own it. They're easily wounded. They're hypersensitive and insecure. They bark, but if they get barked back at... It was just so rude what you said to me. Well, you just sat there. Whoa, 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 whoa. And then don't, don't, watch this. This is all you got to do today. I'm just, just, I'm having a moment. I'm, I'm feeling some type of way. Right now. I'm just, I'm just a little emotional right now. I need some time. Well, you don't have to. You just did all that barking. To me. Okay, it's, it's quiet. Let, let's go on and move. They ain't say it, does it? I, I just, I just, uh, they crave admiration and attention. So social media likes become an addiction. How many people like this? How many people like my picture? How many people like this? How many people like that? They're prone to a vast array of negative emotions, including depression, anxiety, self-consciousness, and shame. Owing it to not being given their due in life, they put down other people. They love to talk about themselves. They love to name drop. Here's how our conversation goes with a dog. They'll talk about themselves for 40 minutes and say, now, how was your day? Good. But I had some challenges. Oh, okay. So what I was saying is, because dogs can become narcissists. They can become self-absorbed. They think the rules don't apply to them and break them in small but consistent ways. They're, they're not easily coached, if at all. You can't, you, watch this. The thing about um, this, this whole dog, the power of it, is that it can never be changed because it can never be coached. Did you get that? So this, this is what a dog will do. A dog, watch this, it has another animal that's unrelated, but it's very related. It's a chameleon. What a dog will do is a dog, you can't coach it. You can't train it. You can't tell it anything. Got it? When you are narcissists, because dogs can become narcissists. So you can't tell it anything. Everything you tell it, nope. Ruff. So you're like, ruff, ruff. And they're like. Like, ruff, ruff, ruff. But it only does that long enough to make you think it's working. That's the art of narcissism. 
I want you to think I care. So I'm going to say what you want me to say. Woof, 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 woof. Roof. One long roof. 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 Until they get tired. Okay. Y'all still here? Yeah. Lastly, the other behavior dogs can exhibit that we could also comes from separation anxiety. And you remember this from Sunday. Dogs, if they deal with separation anxiety, the research is really remarkable. I encourage you to get part one. I just wanted to talk through and go a little deeper tonight. Am I helping anybody? Because of separation anxiety. Separation anxiety comes when you're abandoned, when you're dropped, when you're rejected, when you're ostracized, when you're pushed away. And at some point, we all have been in life. I know I have been. Is there anybody that can say, me too, Bishop? So what happens, watch this, when a dog has dealt with that, they can deal with these four things, and I want us to go deeper in these tonight. They can deal with fecal and urinal elimination. They don't let anything out, or they let everything out at the wrong places. They ruin the day at the most inopportune time to ruin the day. And it's because of separation anxiety. Because it's been rejected, ostracized, pushed away, etc. What happens is the fear now develops that it's going to happen again. So to prevent it from happening again, what I will do is I will either hold everything in or I will let everything out in the wrong places at the wrong time. Think about it. It's called preemptive rejection. So, so but, but what happens is, is that before you can get rid of me, I'm going to get rid of you. And I won't just come out and say, I'm scared you're going to leave me. I'm scared you're going to walk away. What, I'm scared you're going to drop me. I'm scared you're going to abandon me. No, what, what, what a dog does that has separation anxiety and what we can do as human beings when we have separation anxiety is that what we'll do is we'll hold everything in. And we'll never, ever address issues that then create bigger issues, that create bigger issues, that create bigger issues. Until one day you can't hold all that stuff in. But then secondly, watch this church, I'm almost through. And secondly, the dog can let everything out everywhere at the wrong place at the wrong time. Say wrong place. Wrong time. Yeah, met somebody that, that, that that's what they do. It, it's just, you know, at the wrong place and the wrong time, they want to have the wrong discussion. You trying to get ready for church and they come in here, well, look. Like, like we could not have had this discussion yesterday when I asked you, is there anything we need to discuss? You're being over the worst time. Because what a dog does with separation anxiety, watch this, is it's got to mark its territory. And so to mark its territory, it releases fecally and it releases urinally. It releases, but it releases at the wrong place at the wrong time. Because the real deal is that it's scared it's going to be dropped again. If I was to ask you the question, who in your life that you are scared they're going to drop you? And if you're dealing with narcissism, you won't even admit that. You'll be like, I'm good, Bishop. I don't need nobody. I'm good, Bishop. Because all my life, it was just me, Bishop. And then if you keep talking and they keep talking, here it is, fecal and urinal elimination. It'll start to come out. 
They'll go from hard to real soft, real fast. Because it's a separation anxiety. There are people in your life that the truth be told you value. You value their presence in your life. You value their input in your life. And the way to overcome this dog issue is to say that. You missed it. So y'all want me to tell you you're coming out in three days and all that. And, and, and you just want to shout. I'm going to shout you in a minute. But there are people in your life that you value and they need to know that. And when they know that, here's what you take the power from. You take the power from separation anxiety. Did you hear this, church? Because if you walk around your entire life with separation anxiety, you will always fear. They're about to leave me. I messed up this time. They're going to drop me. I messed up this time. They're going to fire me. I messed up this time. They don't want me anymore. So what happens is, is then you let out everywhere you shouldn't let out and you hold in when you shouldn't hold in. Here's the second thing. Hypersalivation. They always thirst for attention so they do crazy things to get it. Thirdly, they can become a neophiliac. That's they're obsessed with what's new, often to neglect what's present. They always need something new. They are never satisfied with what he is. They always need something new. They get a new house, Six months later, I hate this house. They get a new job. Six months later, I'm just praying for change. Seeing what God has for me. Get a new car. They're already over it. Got it? They get a new friend. Now they're like, this is cool. Let me just see what else is out there. The grass always looks greener on the other side when it's fake. <laughs> Turf looks great all the time. You don't have to water it. Last thing was vocalization. And again, I'm just talking through this. Say, teach us, Bishop. Remember, there can be dogs around us, but there can be dogs in us. So the last thing that a dog will do when it has separation anxiety is it can have vocalization. It's where it begins to cry. But it's crying often by itself. And crying, too, who has no power to change it. And change the situation. If I was to ask you, watch this. How many of us, can we just have a real talk moment? Give me some real talk music real quick. You know. How many times have you said to yourself, there's no need of me telling anybody about this because I'm by myself anyhow. Where the real folk at? How, how? How many times you said to yourself, there's no need in me trying to change this. There's no need in me trying to adjust this. There's no need in me trying, because I'm by myself, and all my life I've had to be by myself, and I've always had to fight my own battles, and I've always had to do it my own way. And so you sit there, and you cry out, and you vocalize and vociferate your issues, and you do it by yourself. You cry by yourself. You do all of that by yourself. Because in your mind, nobody cares anyhow. Nobody's going to help me anyhow. Nobody's going to fight for me anyhow. Bishop, my whole life I've had to fight for myself and nobody has ever come to my rescue. And Jesus says, but 
What did I tell you to do? I told you to cast your cares upon me because I cared for you. Here's what's funny about it when you vocalize it. You're not even saying it to pray. You're just saying it to complain. You're just barking. Let's just be honest. How many of us in the last seven days have barked by ourselves and cried? And here's the reality. Can we have a real moment, church? Here's the reality. What we didn't know is that while it's good for us to vocalize, we need to make sure we're vocalizing to somebody that's got the power to change it. And ultimately, that's who, church? That's God. But check it out. There are some folk in your life, and not very many. I'm going to say it again. Not very many. Okay, I'm going to say it one more time. Not very many. You'll sit up and say you feel by yourself and you feel alone. And the truth be told, you're not. You've just learned because of separation anxiety, I better not tell anybody. I better not say anything. Because at the end of the day, nobody's going to be there anyhow. And what ends up, am I talking to anybody? Am I, I envision this experience going a whole different way. You should be jumping up and down by now. So somebody's drawing on me. Somebody came in here with expectancy tonight that took me a whole different path, whole different path. You got stuff now that's pent up in you, frustration and anger and thoughts of insufficiency. Here's what you need to know. Every time you get ready to walk at a new level of life, you're never going to feel good enough. Why? Because you got good at the level you were on. Now that you are moving to another level of life, you've not experienced there. So because you're not experienced there, you won't feel like you're good enough to operate at that level. <laughs> David felt good with lions and bears when it was time for a king's fight. It's like, I can't. What? So here's what I want us to do right there in our seat. I'm done. And this is why I wanted my students to stay with me tonight. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. 
They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.